This is the real task before us, to reassert our commitment as a nation to a law higher than our own, to renew our spiritual strength. Only by building a wall of such spiritual resolve can we as a free people hope to protect our own heritage and make it someday the birthright of all men. There is in America a greatness and a tremendous heritage of idealism which is a reservoir of strength and goodness. It is ours if we will but tap it. And because of this, because that greatness is there, there is need in America today for a reaffirmation of that goodness and a reformation of our greatness. The dialogue and the deeds of the past few decades are not sufficient to the day in which we live. They cannot keep the promise of tomorrow. The encrusted bureaucracies and the ingrained procedures which have developed of late respond neither to the minority or the majority. We've come to a turning point. We have a decision to make. Will we continue with yesterday's agenda and yesterday's failures? Or will we reassert our ideals and our standards? Will we reaffirm our faith and renew our purpose? This is a time for choosing. I made a speech by that title in 1964. I said we've been told increasingly that we must choose between left or right, but we're still using those terms, left or right. And I'll repeat what I said then. In 64, there is no left or right. There's only an up or down. Up to the ultimate and in individual freedom man's age-old dream, the ultimate and in individual freedom consistent with an orderly society, or down to the totalitarianism of the ant-heap. And those today who, however good their intentions, tell us that we should trade freedom for security are deep on that downward path. Those of us who call ourselves conservative have pointed out what's wrong with government policy for more than a quarter of a century. Now we have an opportunity to make policy and to change our national direction. All of us in government, in the House, in the Senate, in the executive branch, and in private life can now stand together. We can stop the drain on the economy by the public sector. We can restore our national prosperity. We can replace the over-regulated society with the creative society. We can appoint to the bench distinguished judges who understand the first responsibility of any legal system is to punish the guilty and protect the innocent. restore to their rightful place in our national consciousness the values of family, work, neighborhood, and religion. And finally, we can see to it that the nations of the world clearly understand America's intentions and respect her resolve. Now we have the opportunity, yes, and the necessity, to prove that the American promise is equal to the task of redressing our grievances and equal to the challenge of inventing a great tomorrow. This reformation, this renaissance, will not be achieved or will it be served by those who engage in political claptrap or false promises. It will not be achieved by those who set people against people, 
class against class or institution against institution. So while we celebrate our recent political victory, we must understand there's much work before us. To gain control again of government, to reward personal initiative and risk-taking in the marketplace, to revitalize our system of federalism, to strengthen the private institutions that make up the independent sector of our society, and to make our own spiritual affirmation in the face of those who would deny man has a place before God. Not easy task before, perhaps, but I would remind you as I did on January 20th, they're not impossible because after all, we're Americans. Good evening and welcome back to the Pledge of Allegiance podcast. I am, I don't know what I am. Let's just say that I am uh, worked up. Um, I mean, that's my typical uh, state of existence. Um, I am feeling a little energetic. I uh, am feeling a little bit angry. Um, I'm wicked, perturbed, uh, wicked, irritated. Um, but we're going to go into that. Um, so uh, I would like to uh, first start off by saying that, um, you know, I went into some some uh, some personal things that I had going on for me, and uh, that wasn't very easy. Um, I I'm really making a a concerned effort to um, not only do this right, but to do this in a manner where I'm as transparent as possible. Um, I want to give uh, anybody listening to me um, an understanding of, of who I am, what I believe in, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and um, the loss of my uncle was um, probably um, one of the hardest things that I'm going through in my life. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've lost my mother, um, which was traumatic to, to, to no end. <laughs> um, I, I think I still haven't even really fully processed that. But my uncle was um, was something special, um, and I had to say something about it um, because it's left a massive hole, massive, massive hole, um, not just for me, but for you know his wife. Um, and I'm sure for my, for my other uncle, which is his brother, um, I would imagine that he is, um, devastated. Um, they were wicked close and talked every day. Um, 
so I just couldn't I couldn't not mention it because it was pertinent to me and you know this is my space not my space but my space um so with that being said I'm not sure how everybody felt about me being as personal as I was if you liked it you liked it you didn't you didn't you take it or leave it it was really more for me than anything so all right to get to what's going on Maui let's talk about Maui so um there is a lot going on and there's a lot not going on um when in regards to Maui um the the president um Mr. Biden um well the joke that's in the white house he was on vacation when this all went down when the fire started too bad he wasn't in Maui that would have been a fucking home run um but on a real note he was on vacation uh one of his many it seems like he's been on vacation for most of his um presidency <laughs> um but he was on vacation when this all went down he was repeatedly asked by the media um people that were you know uh, the people's media including mainstream media which is not the people's media um that's more your state run you know media um what he thought about it what's his opinion on it and every single time no comment nothing to say oh i gotta run away <laughs> it was always something he seemed like he really could care less that he he didn't have a worry in the world but he's the presiding president during one of the most tragic things to happen to our nation specifically to the island nation of Hawaii this has been the most dramatic thing to ever happen to them i mean minus uh you know pearl harbor uh which was pretty fucking catastrophic um but moving on um so joe biden didn't really give a shit he didn't seem to give a shit he definitely didn't give enough of a shit to fucking comment on it and then they put out a FEMA payment to the families. Now, 
everybody was up at arms because, uh, well, the president only gave him $700. What the fuck do you mean you're only giving them $700? Well, it turns out the allotment from FEMA um, is only $700. That's max. They could have given them less, but they gave them the max. How charitable of them. Fucking assholes. Um, I ex- excuse me. I <clears throat> My kid is back in school, and <sighs> here comes the onslaught of sickness over and over and over and over again. Um, so I have a little bit more of a rasp to my voice. Um, my apologies. So, um, the families received their $700 payment. $700 in Hawaii is like, you know, going to the store and getting fucking toilet paper. So they might as well just taken that $700 check and wiped their ass with it. I mean, that's about the equivalent of it. Shit's expensive in Hawaii. It ain't fucking cheap. $700 ain't doing shit. Like nothing. I think it's high time that we revisit the um, the maximum allotment, especially seeing as <laughs> the state of our economy, inflation is through the roof, um, and, you know, jobless numbers are shit. Um, but if you ask Joe Biden, we're doing great. Bidenomics. Yeah, man, it's fucking killing it. Bidenomics. Just killing it. I just made a fucking commercial for the asshole. Um, so they got their $700 payment. Well, I don't know if they actually received the $700 payment, but that was what was allotted to them. So Biden goes to the, um, to the, to the island, um, does his little glitz and glamour, you know, shit show um, presentation to the the public and, you know, did that. But I went through that in the last episode. It r- really fucking irritated me. Um, everything is always about him and the lies that he wants to fucking spew. I want to talk about how much it would actually cost to rebuild... Hawaii, all the devastation from the fires, how much would it actually cost? And, you know, we actually did this. Um, The state-funded media, um, I believe it was NBC, or maybe it was CBS. I gotta get that checked. Um, So one of the two, one of the three-letter state-funded medias, um, not MSNBC, but the one of the CBS or NBC. Um, they reported that it would cost um, in the ballpark of $5.5 billion to rebuild Hawaii. I mean, that's a lot of money. But, you know, around the same time that the... Uh, <laughs> that this um, 
that this fire went on that destroyed families' lives, burned everything that they had owned, loved to the ground. Um, we discovered a um, accounting error in our uh, in our great nation. Um, we underpaid the Ukraine. Oh my goodness. We underpaid them? Oh, we got to get that money out to them quick. How much was it? $6.2 billion. $6.2 billion. Hmm. In my mind, if they don't fucking have it, it ain't going to fucking kill them to not get it in our country is suffering. Why not take that 6.2 billion dollars, give 5.5 of it to fucking Hawaii and take the remainder and put it back into the piggy bank. Why not? I mean, what's that? Uh 6.2 and 5.5 that would be what uh uh 9 5, 6, 7, so seven point point seven so seven hundred seven hundred thousand no seven hundred thousand uh seven seven hundred million <laughs> seven hundred million let's put seven hundred million dollars back into the bank or shit I mean it's already accounted for I mean give them the seven hundred million. We really have to make sure that we get it down to the fucking penny for these people. Very frustrating. They literally, in the same time frame of announcing things on the news, what's going on, they discuss our underpayment to the Ukraine almost in the same sentence that they discuss the amount of money it would take to rebuild Hawaii. Hmm. I don't understand what type of crack these people are smoking, but man, it's got to be some good shit. It's got to be. This is ridiculous. I don't understand this. The government has done the bare minimum for its citizens in Hawaii. And honestly, I mean, Hawaii seems kind of far removed from us. I mean, it's an island nation, um, but it is still part of our great America. Like, we have a duty and a responsibility to take care of these people. They pay taxes. They vote. They are citizens of our country. We have a duty to them. I mean, they, you know, some some great people. I mean, look. Some great people have given their lives from Hawaii in service to our country. Hawaii produces a lot of things for our country. Not only that, but it's a absolutely stunning... Um, 
place to vacation. Not that I've ever been there because I can't afford that shit. But it looks really nice. <laughs> um, it's all really sad. And um, it kind of breaks my heart that our government doesn't give a shit about these people. They're so concerned with keeping the war machine going that that's all they care about. When something catastrophic happens, you need to rally alongside your people. You need to show them that you give a fuck. You don't sit there on vacation. You don't sit there fucking having a grand old time while people are literally dying. Suffering. Wondering where their thousand plus children have gone. Because, yeah, that's another thing. There's over a thousand children missing. Where'd they go? Did the fucking aliens take them? This all makes me very, very sick. And why it doesn't make Joe Biden sick is beside me. Because I think the only thing Joe Biden cares about is Joe Biden. I really wouldn't doubt he doesn't give a fuck about his wife, his kid, his grandkids, or anything else. He is a very self-centered fuck. And he makes me sick. And it makes me sick that he's our elected, and I will do the air quotes, elected president. Because he's a shitbag. He's a shitbag. So, um, recently, Oprah and The Rock. Now, I grew up watching wrestling. The Rock was the fucking man, right? That fucking eyebrow thing he used to do. Like, he was a fucking man. And then he started doing movies. And then just recently, he did fucking Moana. I mean, my kids love that damn movie. Like, they, they've watched it a 100,000 times over and over and over and over again. I could probably recite to you the fucking whole entire movie. I know every character. I know every scene. I know every description. Like, I've watched it so much. More than I watched The Goonies back in the day or Star Wars. Crazy. So, Oprah and The Rock had the gall they had the fucking stones to get online and to ask <laughs> to ask us suffering Americans people who are living paycheck to paycheck people that couldn't put a thousand dollars in their hand if they needed it for any emergency, whether it be their car breaking down, uh, a pipe breaks in the street, um, you know, somebody's in the hospital and they need to get some sort of specialized medication, um, their dog needs to go to the vet. We couldn't find the money to do that. And they had the gall to ask us for 
our money. Our money. Motherfuckers, you guys got money. You know, real quick, I just want to... Uh, I'm curious because I want to look up um, how much uh, they're both work worth. Um, bruh. Net worth. $2.8 billion for Oprah. Let's see, Mr. Mr. Rock. Um, the Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Net worth $800 million. So eight hundred million and two point eight billion. So that's three point three point six billion. So a total net worth of three point six billion dollars. And they have the balls to ask us Americans who can barely pay our bills who are struggling day to day to give money that we don't have when they are swimming in it. Literally swimming in it. I mean, Oprah's house was just fine in Hawaii. Oprah, why don't you fucking open your gates and let some of these people, you know, use your use your massive house Use your lawn, your very manicured lawn, um, to set up shop. Why don't you look out for them? Why don't you donate some money? Because you don't give a fuck either. You would much rather ask us to give our hard-earned money, which a lot of us already have. I mean, I just gave money the other day. Um... A lot of people are giving money to help the people in Hawaii. The people in Hawaii and the surrounding islands have been busting their ass since the moment the fire stopped burning to make sure that everybody had something. And all Americans, maybe not all, but most Americans, I think, feel a duty to do what they can. We didn't need The Rock and Oprah to come on and tell us that we need to reach into our pockets and, and pull out some fucking lint and send it to fucking Hawaii. No. I mean, I put myself in more fucking debt to send money to Hawaii. But that's what you do when, you're, when your citizens are, are hurt. You do whatever the fuck you can. You don't sit there on vacation scratching your ass in the sun on a beach in the fucking Cape. You get up off your ass and you fucking do something. You make something happen. Even if it fucking costs you. You make a fucking effort. Make an effort. 
the gall of these two. Oprah, I didn't really give two shits about. And right now, Oprah's shit is stinking to high hell. The Rock, you know, I had um, had a lot of respect for The Rock. And I, I, um, I've lost a good amount after this. I'm sorry. I mean, I have a lot of respect for him still. But... I don't understand how you, with so much, don't get on and be like, listen, I'm taking half of my net worth and I am giving it to the people of Hawaii. I am going to build, um, you know, as many houses as, as, as this will procure for these people. And then Oprah doing the same. I mean, she's worth more than The Rock, but still, do something. They just come to us with nothing and expect everything. It doesn't work like that. You don't get you're you're not our you're not our um, you're not our representative. You are not the people's person. You don't matter that to that much to us. You're just another person. fucking disgusting fucking people Elon Musk on the other hand um, so he's got a bunch of companies and you know he's worth a lot but he's got less money than he does money on the books so he's got value and by value I mean like um stocks uh he's got massive amounts of stocks in tesla he's got massive amounts of stocks and other things so anytime he has to do anything he has to convert that money which isn't very easy don't get me wrong he's got plenty of money um but he did something that he could do and he did something to solve a problem the people on the island are lacking in the ability to communicate with their families. And what does he do? He donates 650 Starlink kits so that the people in Hawaii can communicate with their families. I mean, that is a humanitarian effort. That is putting your money where your mouth is. $390,000 is is the approximate uh, value of those kits. I mean, it's nothing to shake a stick at. It's not... It's not nothing. Which is uh, a lot more than Mr. Biden did. So, kudos to Mr. Musk. I tip my hat to you, sir. Good job. Bravo. And I wouldn't doubt that you've done more, but that's just what I can see as for now. Um, it seems like Elon Musk cares more for the American people than um, our own president. Sad to say. Um, I'd like to go into... An issue that's uh, 
That's really fucking irritating me. Um. So I got, uh, I got a little notification from uh, Bobby Kennedy's team. Um, one of the emails that they send out. Um, because I support his candidacy. I, I believe in him. I believe that he um, will make a great president. Um, I believe in a couple other people as well, but I believe that he's the person that I'm going to vote for. But man, are they making it fucking hard for him. So I want to read this to you. Ah, man. Um, I mean, the DNC is... They're not going to run a primary. They're going to do a coronation. I mean, they're treating him like he's some fucking king. And he is um, just secure in his throne. Like, it's really fucking disgusting. And for a man that is the worst president that we've had in the 200 years of our nation, why would you want to keep him in power? Not that he does anything, but why would you want to keep anybody that is part of the Bidenomic experience in office? It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense to most Americans. But let's read this. So this Thursday, September 14th, in Washington, D.C., the Democratic National Committee, the DNC, will meet to confirm the party's rules or make changes which could amount to stuffing the primary election delegate ballot box. That's a mouthful. Here's how it works. Let's say a candidate gets 60% of the vote in a primary. In a fair election they would get 60% of the delegates allotted. However, in 2020, the DNC created a new kind of delegate. It's called the PLEO, Party Leaders and Elected Officials. Only these officials are eligible. They are to be allocated according to total uh, vote totals. But since no official will dare provoke the wrath of the DNC by pledging to an insurgent candidate like myself, it means that all of them, all of them, will go to President Joe Biden. What that means is that I could win 60 or even 70% of the vote. And still, the nomination would go to who? Joe Biden. This scheme is a way to stack the deck in favor of party insiders. The DNC is returning to the days of choosing the nominee in backroom political deals. It is a blatant form of election rigging. 
they also have switched the primary to South Carolina, where Biden did very well in 2020 primary, and taken it away from New Hampshire, where he lost bad, uh, very badly. New Hampshire's always been first in the nation. To enforce the switch, they are punishing any candidate who campaigns there by nullifying the New Hampshire vote and removing them from the ballot. Not in New Hampshire, but in Georgia, of all places. I'm taking this fight on behalf of all voters to the DNC. I have publicly called for real reform where every vote counts. I'm sorry I was under the impression that every vote did count. But man, am I fucking mistaken. Every vote does not count. I have asked to meet with the DNC this week. No response yet. You can help me show the DNC that the voters want real democracy. And not this bullshit. He didn't write this, I said this. This bullshit that they're spewing into what they call democracy. It is not democracy. Make a donation of any amount today to be counted in the fight for free and fair elections. Similar to the fundraisers at your local church or elementary school, this isn't about the size of the donation. You could donate a dollar. Shit, you could probably donate 50 cents. It's about 100% participation to prove to the elites that our voices are too many to be silenced. And that's the key. Even a gift of a dollar will add to our donor numbers and show the party operatives that we are the hard-working many and we will not be deleted by the corrupt, thieving few in the DNC. So this letter went out to me uh, amongst many other people who support Robert Kennedy. Um... So, um, so what they're saying is that um, when we go to vote in the primary, that because Robert Kennedy has um, has campaigned in New Hampshire and campaigned in Iowa and probably campaigned in Georgia, that because he did that, because he opposed the machine of the DNC, because he doesn't think what they're doing is correct, or right, or just, or legal, or constitutionally fucking okay, that he will have any vote that is given to him and they'll just put it in Joe Biden's pile. It'll say voted for Robert Kennedy, but it will be Joe Biden's vote. 
That is fucking sick. How? How do these people, how do these people get away with this shit? How is there not somebody banging on the Supreme Court's fucking door, begging them to look at this? How is this legal? It does not make any sense to me. I don't understand it. And let me ask you a question. If they're willing to do this on the books, what do you think they're willing to do off the books? What do you think they're willing to do behind closed doors where nobody can see? How do you think they're manipulating and being fraudulent when it comes to our democracy as American citizens? That is the ultimate question. You see all these investigations about what's gone on and how votes, votes have been harvested and elections have been rigged. Come on. Come on. If they'll do this in front of our face, what are they doing behind our back? It's all this backdoor shit and them manipulating the system for their own benefit. I swear the DNC thinks that they are just above the law, above the law, above us. It's like they um, play the role of a monarchy, like they're holier than thou, appointed by God, and that they are to rule over the the peasants the democrat the democratic party has never been this way this is new it's new and it's fucking disgusting it makes me wicked fucking mad wicked mad it makes me sick sick to my stomach again Anything that has to do with these people and the decisions that they make, it just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. I don't understand how anybody in this country can think that this shit is okay. I, I don't get it. I mean... the point of the point of voting is so that every person's voice is accounted for and when you say that i vote for robert kennedy and you're going to take my vote and you're going to give it to joe biden that's fucking cheating that's cheating and that's a crime. But what do we do about it? Well, I mean, the best Robert Kennedy's got at the moment is to um, prove in numbers. So I say stand with him. I, I've already sent him money. I'm going to send him some more money, though. Just out of spite. It's... 
it's like Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is being persecuted by the DNC, by the Democratic Party, Joe Biden and his militarized um, FBI, DOJ, etc. All the fucking alphabet soup. And every time they indict this man, he gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Why? Because don't fucking step on our rights. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Where do you get off? Yeah, so the man made some stupid fucking decisions. I personally don't think he did anything that warranted the legal treatment that he's getting. I don't. I mean, he's a president of this country. He did great things for our nation. You may not like how he did them. You may not have liked how he talked. You may not have liked how things went down. But our country was in a good place. And that's the job of a president, is to keep our country in a good place. Like Robert Kennedy says, our, our president's job is to keep us out of war. And Donald Trump did that. And Robert Kennedy will do that. The last thing that man wants is a war. And I... I personally, I believe that Donald Trump is maybe too too angry to to see clearly that he might not be decisive enough. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I love that he's as angry as he is. I would love to see him go in and just fucking turn the whole government upside down and fucking shake it out. Get rid of all the excess and begin anew. But I think that we need somebody that has more... class and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way towards President Trump I mean that like so Robert Kennedy has his um, his own persecutorial um, edge when it comes to the state funded media um, they've prosecuted him, um, chastised him, um, manipulated what he said, um, made him look like an anti-vaxxing freak um, when he's not. I mean, why is it why is it wrong to want good, safe medication? Why don't you wish? your president would have um, not wanted the whole Sackler family debacle to have happened 
wouldn't you wish that your president would have like put the kibosh on that before it actually started i mean that's what he stands for truth true science do your job look into what these medications what these vaccines actually do and truly weigh the cost versus harm what is it going to cost families what what harm is it going to do to us as americans is the cost so great that we need to use something different do a clinical trial do a trial of any sorts and do your due diligence to make sure that the medication and the vaccines that you're putting out is safe i mean i want a president to do that i want a president that is invested in the health of our country that is invested into the the land that we live on that doesn't give it away to the chinese that doesn't um, force vaccines and mandates down our throat that you know listens to its people you know that rallies around people when shit goes wrong somebody that's just a person and not a fucking politician. Don't get me wrong. Bobby comes from a, a a family of political royalty. John F. Kennedy, his dad, Robert F. Kennedy. I mean, Teddy Kennedy. I mean, you, you name them. There's there's many, many, many. But he never wanted that. He was content being a lawyer, representing the little guy. The families that were displaced by pollution. Um, looking out for families that just couldn't look out for themselves. That were harmed by big corporations. That were harmed by other people's fucking greed and gluttony and he was content with doing that because that made him feel rich not lining his pockets rich although don't get me wrong he's got plenty of money but I mean it made his soul rich and man what we could do with a president that has a rich soul my God. It's very, um, it's very sad, um, the amount of cheating that the Democratic National Committee will go through in order to secure Joe Biden's geriatric walk to the White House. It really is. There is nothing that they will not do. And just recently Kamala Harris said, Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win. Like 
like she already knew. Hmm. Yeah, I don't doubt that you're gonna fucking try. But hopefully every single person will see how important this election is. And I wouldn't really be surprised if we see like 75% turnout when it comes to elections. I wouldn't. Because right now, we need that. We need it in order to to counteract all the fucking cheating and manipulating that the DNC is doing. And then we've got to fix this country. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see somebody like um, Vivek or DeSantis or Trump get into office and just fucking tear it to pieces. Not really DeSantis. I mean, he ain't tearing nothing up. But he's going to make good policies. Vivek, I think, would really throw them all through a loop. I think he would... um, I mean, a lot of his presidency would probably be in a courtroom. Um, He would be fighting a lot of legal battles, but I believe that he would win if not most, all of them. Um, Because he's a smart fucking cookie. Um, And you may challenge what he's doing, but I think he stands on pretty solid ground. And that ground is pretty hallowed. Trump's just mad... He's mad that they're fucking, that they've been going after him. Mad that they've been trying to stick him in jail. Mad that they're making him look like shit. Mad that he's had to sacrifice so much. But he keeps standing up. I mean, I'll pat you on the Trump, on the back, Mr. Trump. You, uh, you take your licks and you keep on going. And, uh, I think one time he said, um, you know, I, they want to get to you, but they're attacking me because I stand in the way in between you and them. I mean, I'm surmising, but, um, yeah, we need true Americans. And, I mean, I believe that Vivek and DeSantis and Trump and Bobby are are absolute true Americans. Mike Pence is a pushover and a piece of shit. Christy, come on. Just just call it fucking quits, man. I mean, you're a fucking DNC puppet yourself. And then whoever else is left, I mean, come on. 
it just you can pretty much see what it looks like from here it doesn't look good not f not for uh, most of the candidates but for a few they are true Americans and they love this country and they want it to be better they want it to succeed but this election man this might if we don't have everybody turn up and turn out for this election it might be our last election I mean, the DNC is manipulating the system so much in their favor. It might be our last. Well, so, um, didn't end on such a uh, on a down note um, but it is what it is um, I'd like to thank everybody who, who listens um, to the podcast it really really means a lot to me um this is kind of a little bit of therapy and it's a little bit of me trying to do my part and it's just doing the best I can with what I have. So I just recently um, started a uh, Facebook group and um, Keep our kids safe. Keep our kids safe. I've noticed so much going on. The more and more I open my eyes, the more and more um, I realize that these people are bending over backwards to manipulate everything they are literally in every fiber of our society trying to twist and manipulate everything when did when did this when did this become a thing it's so frustrating you know, the reason why I started this Keep Our Kids Safe Facebook group was because um, I started looking into my cities. Um, I wanted to know what the school committee meeting, uh, when it was. I wanted to go to it. I wanted to listen. I wanted to read the minutes from previous meetings. And I wanted to um, 
get involved with the PTO at my kid's school because I have a funny feeling that these people are um, just manipulating everything to try and push through their LGBT blah 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 plus religion uh, and to make policies so that everything is set in stone and um, they've been doing it for years they've been doing it and nobody's fucking noticed and nobody said a thing well until now because the next meeting I will be there I will be there I will be recording it and I am going to make their lives a living hell they're not going to like me you're probably going to see me on fucking Twitter or somewhere because the shit that they're pulling it ain't going to fly I refuse you're not going to fucking push the shit down my kids' throats. Nope. I recommend everybody, um, even if you don't have kids, look into your local, local government. Look into what they're doing. Look into the policies that they're making at a city level. And you're going to be pretty blown away, especially if you live in a Democratic-run city or town. They're pretty bad. They're horrible fucking people. And the only way that we're going to correct this is if we all see it, acknowledge it, and stand up against it. Like the Gadsden flag. Don't fucking tread on me. Don't you do it. Don't you tread on me. Don't you tread on the rights of my children. Or my family. Don't you do it. Because you're not going to like the end of the snake you get. You guys have a great night. Have a great night. Pray for something better to happen in this world because I'm tired of all the manipulation and the abuse. Pray for Maui. Keep them safe. Keep them in your hearts. Do what you can if you can. I've done what I can. And screw Oprah. Screw The Rock. See you later. Goodbye. You guys have a great night.